0: and welcome to a brand new guest interview on this week's episode we have Chris on a, all the way from it looks like sunny Rochdale is it is it sunny outside is it yeah?
1: yeah, it's not too bad. we've had a great weekend. it's a little bit more chilly than it was over the weekend but yeah, we're surviving yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
0: interesting when I speak to people kind of in that area they kind of kind of guess I don't really know much about the area but my second football team is Barry.
1: Oh, fair enough. You
0: have just come back, so I kind of know the Rochdale, Oldham, Burnley, I kind mm. of know all that area of Greater Manchester. Cool. Okay, so networking, probably something that not a lot of us kind of uh, do much of, or probably not really sure how to work it the most, but if mm. we do dive into it, who is Chris? Like, how, how did you get twice. started in all this?
1: Who is he? God, well, my, my background's varied. Uh, I almost fell into coaching by accident, to be fair. Um, basically, I come from a military background, so my dad's um, my dad's in the army, and well, my dad was in the army, I should say. So we moved around a lot every three years. So uh, one of the big influences that we had in the military setting was um, was sport, uh, and the and the and anyone that has been in the in, in or around the military setting will know there's a big emphasis on, uh, on on community and a family feel. So I spent a lot of time you know playing football playing rugby um and also going into into athletics um and sort of came to about 99 i was was about 16 and um playing football for the combine services and there was no there was no sort of player pathway so the guy at the time alex armstrong who was at southampton at the time was um he he came he was good mates with my dad and said look you know does chris fancy to, to earn a bit of money getting into coaching and I was like I thought yeah why not give it a go um you know we had suns and we were in Gibraltar at the time so it was great sun sea sangria um, and a bit of soccer so or football so um sort of delved into football and uh, and that was the start of what's been an absolutely fantastic 23 24 years um at the age of 16 I moved up, moved away from home went back to college and um one of the first things I did was um got involved with Leicester City football club who's my uh, is, is the team i support as well and um sort of got fell in love with coaching fell in love with football a lot more and i did a bit of work experience through the club for um as part of my um leisure and recreation course so fast forwarding um a little bit after that i then went on to do my coaching qualifications um mainly in football to start with ended up with my first permanent position at cambridge united um at 17 looking after the women's team um work did a bit of work in the academies and i then went into the armed forces myself as a combat medic so uh within the army did did six months active service in uh, in iraq which working on the blue light matrix and in the hospitals um but lo and behold my secondary role with that was the um the fitness lead or the or and i ended up having to you know organize the into squadron competitions for the football for a bit of road running and although we're in a hostile condition because you've got that love of sport and love of fitness you forget about the hostilities that's going on and you just get on with it and um, funnily enough when i left the army after eight years in 2011 um i was put up for numerous promotion carders and um my second in command said uh private army, if you spent more time on your military career as you did in sport and your coaching, you'd have probably flew up the ranks. So lo and behold, I left the army to join York City Football Club. And without going into too much detail, um, I ended up in a really bad rut. I had a had, um, disagreement with um, with the people that I was working with at the time. And it led to me basically being um, in a really bad position financially. Um, I had a big breakup with my partner at the time and I was literally on bare bones. So um, fitness has always been a big passion, so I decided to train as a PT, um, set up my own business, um, which is now on Athletic, and went into the commercial gym um, in lifestyle fitness over in Barnsley, built up a good reputation and a good good, uh, rapport with weight loss clients, uh, fat loss clients, but football's always been my passion, and alongside that I'd be coaching at Barnsley women or Barnsley football in the community. And that's always sort of what I've done. And now now my present day, uh, which we'll probably talk, touch upon a bit more in detail in a bit, um, and the position I'm in is due to my networking and doing sort of similar to what we're doing Dave here today, having, having, having a podcast conversation is through having a conversation with, um, a guy called Wayne Richardson, who I now work with. Um, I'm now working with professional athletes on a day-to-day basis and um, helping in in their athletic development so um yeah that's me without going on too much
0: (laughs) no no and it like say it's all part of the story of where you are now which is super important and you can kind of see where network's going to fit into this in a lot of aspects from a lot of the stuff that you said so for those that are unsure about the term
1: network or
0: networking what what does it mean to you? What does networking mean to you?
1: So networking is it's getting the right people on site um, and surrounding yourself with the right the right people because we're in a we're we living a day now where there's so much influence through social media uh, through and there's a lot of negative media about um, about body composition. There's a lot of external pressures on who's going to be the next Cristiano Ronaldo, who's going to be the next Ellen White. Um, there's a lot of um, miscommunication in terms of performance enhancing drugs so it's really really important that you get the right people around you into and you are communicating or you've got really good resources as well um to, to surround you because one of my one thing i found very that i fell one trap i fell into very early in my pt career was literally accept the first answer that came as gospel whereas when you're then challenged on it didn't have a clue what didn't really have a clue how to back it up. But as my time's gone on and I've worked with the likes of Bradford Bulls and I, my, where my time was when my knowledge was really sort of questioned, we then had to look into the work of Rodri Lloyd and, you know, those sorts of people to get a good um knowledge. So networking is not only talking to people, but it's also having the right resources around you as well. Hmm. Okay. Cause
0: that's it. I've never thought of it that way of having the right resource. Like you say, network, you're just bringing people into your circle so you can Mm. use them in some sort of way, whether it's to generate leads or build a further network or referrals or whatever, like you say. But network also gives you an insight into more information and content and stuff that maybe you didn't know about previously.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing as well is, you know, who's in the position where you want to be right now and, you know, I've, I've people always look at me, I mean, I've worked for without gloating, about twenty four professional sports clubs now. And one of the biggest questions I, I get asked is, you know, how do you how do you how have you been involved with with these clubs? And the simple answer to that is I've I've reached out to these people, and I've just asked the question of, you know, introduce myself, tell them a bit about you know who I am, what I want to achieve, and you know, is there any openings or opportunities to shadow? I mean, it's a little bit harder now. Um, within the elite environment to go in shadow because of uh, data confidentiality and things along those lines. But if you can speak to, you know, pe- people working in academies and, you know, a better understanding as to what they're doing and how they do it, you sort of build, you end up sort of building that uh, familiarisation and you can sort of link it to your journey. Um, and I got where I am today by doing, a. I, I had a podcast turned on the TV uh, it was over on YouTube where I was interviewing um, academy athletes, sorry, academy coaches, athletes, fitness professionals, and this is sort of where I identified the right things to train. So, for example, Rachel France at Biomechanics Education—I didn't really know a lot about biomechanics, but I knew it was a really—it was—it was like a big go-to world within within the the, uh, the PT world at the time. So, I just did my research, reached out to Rachel rates, Rachel you know, newly qualified PT as I was back back then. You know, I'd love to have a chat and find out a bit more about biomechanics. So although I was educating myself, I was also projecting myself out there to whoever else wanted to know. And then through doing this, um, my guests would then be able to know about who this person was and in turn, um, their audience would get to know a bit about who I was. So that's sort of how the network sort of grew. And then that led to me going on and doing a, a course through her and building up a really good relationship with, with her. Same with Tom Stringwell at um what's now your gym strength um sports performance. You know, I've had Tom as a coach, as a as a as a a tutor, and we've all often spoke about ways of um of helping each other through mentoring and sort of through um you know helping each other and introducing each other to different people. And you know, I know his work. With um, some clubs I've worked with in the past, and and he certainly put me in the in the right um, in contact with the right people as well. Um, and then again through the networking, um, my background now as strongman, so I do a lot of strongman competitions. So as part of meeting Tom and reaching out to Tom, I was also able to benefit by going on to to his his workshops as well at, at a reduced rate and sometimes nothing. So it, it has its benefits, you know, Bill. Because it's not what you know, it's who you know, mm-hmm. and. If you know the right people, they're going to open up the doors for you um, tenfold. And as long as you know what your value is and you can give them something in return. The famous saying, eh? the famous saying.
0: OK, so there's going to be quite a few people watching this. And you mentioned commercial gyms earlier. How could you network if you're working in a commercial gym?
1: So your commercial, it's just, it's just, it's knowing, it's knowing who your target audience are first and foremost. And I think with the commercial gym, you've got to ensure it's the right environment for you because it's very, very easy as a fitness professional to go straight into the commercial gym and think that you're going to get um, your lead straight away. Cause you're not, um, you've got to be proactive and know exactly what people you want to work with um, in order for your business to, 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 to sort of flourish because if you want to work with weight loss clients then you've got to have a look and sort of observe what these you know certain people in the gym what they're doing and identify whether that's the right person for you and if you feel it is just go you know greet them hi how are you i'm chris i'm you know um, i'm one of the personal trainers here you know how's your training going and it's a little question like that that will that will get you you'll get an idea as to whether or not they actually want training. So if they if they do, they'll, they'll engage with you a little bit more. And if they're not interested, they'll just ignore you. And that's happened plenty of times in the past. Um, And in a commercial gym as well, get yourself involved with with as many classes as you can as well. Um, You know, if you're into if you're into your high intensity interval training, look at your Les Mills classes, get involved, you know, I get to understand how they work, and run some classes that are similar to them, get to know your clients, you know, um, speak to them afterwards, greet them, greet them as they come in. Hi, how's your day been? It's very, very simple little things. Um, but what you've got to be is patient because, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day. You can, you've got to allow yourself a good six to eight weeks to build up your, um, your rapport, because I think it was said that you don't, you don't get a client overnight. You've got to have, I think it's five, five initial conversations with them or five, um, bits of contact with them. So the first one's a quick hi, how are you? Find out the names. They're coming the next time. Oh, hi, John. Great to great to see you again. You know, um, have a good training session and try and clock them on the way out or try and watch what they're doing and see if there's any any sort of technical ex, technical advice you can give them. Um who's on the deadlift platform? You know, are they are they have they got the right technique with the deadlifting? Are they have they got the chest up? Have they got the spinal mobilization? Or are they literally leaning over the barbell and putting a lot of pressure on the spine? And you've got, and as a personal trainer in a commercial gym, you've really got to look and observe and, and actually care about the people that are in that gym. Because ultimately, if you want to, if you want to succeed in the commercial gym, you've got to make those, those, um, members of the public and the members feel valued and that they're not just a number. Because I see it too often now. In, in a, especially the gym I go to or started going to is the PTs will just sit in the office. They'll come out and they'll just walk around and people don't see them. So you, they don't get the opportunity to to engage in conversation because almost scared. So, you know, take pride in your environment. If it means going around and putting dumbbells away, pick the dumbbells up, put them away and then turn to that person next to you. Oh, how are you having a good day? You know, just strike that that initial conversation up because all it takes is a quick hello. And before you know it, you can end up with a 25, 30 minute conversation or even your first consultation.
0: Yeah, and that's, it's, it's such a key point. Like a lot of stuff we talk about is just getting them through the door. Once you get them through the door, it should be easy enough. And this is what the conversation mm. is doing. You're basically starting to help them open that door to whatever you have if you just keep walking past these people like you say in a commercial gym you just walk past them and not say anything they're not going to mm. know your name and they'll never reach out if they ever do need help they're not going to reach out because they don't even know you exactly. so like you say having these conversations is a great way putting someone to put, put some equipment away and someone's next to you like oh who's left these dumbbells out again exactly. <laughs> super simple way so when you're doing it face to face we get it, that's relatively easy to start a conversation on new shoes today or yeah. whatever, a new haircut type of thing. Online, how have you found it online then? Because you said you've reached out and connected to some of these people. How are you starting conversations online?
1: Yeah, so online's a huge one for me. I mean, I'm, I'm a big advocate for LinkedIn and, um, in this go, and I think it's a bit more difficult in a commercial gym being it. So for myself, for example, um, wanting to work with athletes um, unless I really get to know um, the person. And so online, it's, it's having a Facebook, account having a having a um you know having a facebook having a, an instagram account and not necessarily going in and and sell going in and sell 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 but just giving them the information knowing knowing your avatars so and knowing who it is you want to you want to work with what are their struggles and sometimes it's a case of just spending half an hour with a sheet of a4 paper and just asking you know what you know what is it this person actually needs And then going on to places like linkedin and connecting with um so if you want to so let's say you want to work with a corporate client and you want to uh, you want to work with um busy busy dads for example you're then going to go online you think like um who works in you know bank who works in banks who works in you know teachers and you just basically do a do a search within linkedin and say like teachers in manchester teachers in cardiff things like that and then it'll come up with a list and you do a bit of due due diligence and you just have a bit do a bit of research on that person and and think to yourself is this a person going to be a good fit for me and if they and if you think they, they are send them a connection request have a quick introduction to who you are tell them about a bit of value you can give um you know i you know I, I can see you're a really busy person you know how how are you finding how are you finding your 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 work life balance and often, more often than not, you you'll get a come If it's someone that's interested, they will come back and say, "Oh hi, nice. You know, thanks for reaching out. Everything's all right, but I'm actually struggling um, to get my training in. Um, I don't find the time." So, as a personal trainer, one of the first things you think of is right. Time management is obviously one of the key things. So you can think, like right, you know, tell me a bit about your day. So, and then as a, and then you can start sort of identifying the the. the the signs that aren't there so it it might just be a case of they get up at eight o'clock they don't have breakfast and they're out the door by half past eight so you could just give them a bit of advice and say well have you thought about you know taking a banana and eating a banana on the way to work to give you a bit more energy and just giving them these it sounds silly but you give them these most basic bits of information and just educate them on the benefits and the importance of it and then over a period of time you create that client buy-in, or you create that buy-in um, to, to you. And then from there you end up building that relationship. Another Excellent. thing on LinkedIn. Sorry, bud. Um, no, another thing on LinkedIn is um again broadcasting what you do. Tell people what you want to do. I want to work, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach, I want to work with busy dads, or I'm a coach, or I'm a coach, and I work with athletes between the ages of 16 and 21. You know this. This is what I can offer you. And if people want to know a bit more about you, they'll they'll come in. They'll come and uh, make conversation. Yeah. So
0: let's go back to those starting the conversations because it's really easy to press connect, add friend, follow on all these social mm. media channels. The person then accepts, follows you back, and all this stuff, and then you just like what do I message them? How do I start that conversation? I don't <laughs> want to sound sleazy. I don't want to like feel like I'm interrupting their day. I don't want them to be angry. What yeah. kind of ways or intros to start the conversation can you have?
1: The first thing is um, obviously thanking them for, for the connection. So thank thanks for the connection. Um, We'd we'll love to know a bit more about you. And it starts from that, you know, and it's just that so you're sort of like dangling the carrot in front of the in, in front of the horse, so to speak. So you say, Yeah, thanks for thanks for the connection. Um, I see that or I see that you're um currently a free agent footballer, for example. How how are you finding your training? And it could be something as little as that. And then if you hear nothing back, you then go back and you can just do a follow up. How'd you see it? if you got my if, if you got my message last week? Um, it'd be great to have a chat. And you know after it, once you've tried it that if if they come back to you, you know that they're a right fit, but then if they don't, then you sort of leave it a bit. And then you sort of, you just, you just basically say, right, well, I've tried with this person, now is not the right time. And can you visit them again later on? And just keep an eye, it's almost like scouting a little bit. So you're keeping an eye on what they're doing, what their activities are, on what their activities are, and seeing if there's anything, seeing if they're actually wanting any help as well. Mm. And I,
0: I like that that section you said a minute ago in the last bit was broadcast what it is you do. I think a lot of us don't do that enough, especially mm. if you're quite in a specific niche. You don't explain. Maybe you talk about why you should squat and why you should eat this way or why you should 100%. exercise or why you should sleep more. But you don't say I categorically help busy dads feel like they're back in
1: their twenties or something. Exactly that. Yeah. I mean it's pivot, especially within within um strength and conditioning and, and we get it a lot um well, a lot of a lot of the athletes i work with now are young are youth athletes between the ages of 12 and 19 sometimes we'll have um to pre we'll have the um, the elite players coming in um but one of the biggest things is um people you know we get some there's a lot of external influence nowadays because especially with parents when it comes to um to youth children or to youth athletes is it's a tricky one to, to sort of go into because obviously, as a parent, everyone wants their child to, to have the best opportunities to develop. Um, but one of the things that they don't understand, and this goes back to networking and talking a bit, is the benefits of strength training on speed and power development, and how it can actually help them with um, them, with, with their, with their athletic performance going forward. And it's knowing the right people to speak to, because one thing we always get is, you know, I mean, I we charge quite a premium rate where we are, and we'll always get the 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 notion of, you know, oh, your your small group training is charging £10 an hour, but I can go to I can go to, to John down the road who's only a fiver. Well, that's great, but is John has John got this X amount of performance? Um, got the experience that we've got. Have they what research have they done? What results have they got? And um yeah, it's really really important that again you're getting the message out and you, you're knowing your worth and that you're getting and attracting the right people because it's very very easy to just get any anyone and everyone in yeah I that makes
0: to, sense. <laughs> no that makes total sense so let's go back to something you were saying earlier you were connecting with certain people on facebook that kind of match your audience and stuff and mm-hmm. then you've mentioned paying attention and then engaging in conversation so i'm guessing if someone does accept your friend request or follow or whatever and you're not sure how to have or start that conversation paying attention to some of the posts that they write about engaging Definitely. with some of their posts by just liking or commenting and then further down the line then reach out
1: 100 you, you almost don't want to be creepy you, you you do want to sort of monitor it a bit and the first thing you know the first thing should always be a case of great to connect hope you're well and leave it at that I would say, and then you just, and then you just do a bit of due diligence on this person and you can, cause you sometimes, you, you tend to know whether they're in there and I get it all the time with footballers is I'll forever, I'll get bombarded about, oh, can you get me into a club? Can you, you know, can you, you know, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? Well, I can, but have you, have you read, but then you think, have you actually read my profile? Do you know what I'm about? And it's the same with coaches, some coaches as well. Can you help me do this? Well, I can, but it's not my focus. So, you know, we spend a lot. One thing you got to do as well is, you got to have a, you got to know who your audience is and know who you who you are. I mean, I'm a big, you know, when it comes to business, for example, I'll only follow a certain amount of people because if people are in my inbox every two minutes saying, oh, "I want to sell you this program, I want to sell you that program," I've been them off straight away because it has a negative impact on on my mindset because it just mm. it just goes to show that, you know, all they want you for is your money. And they don't want to give you that a bit of advice, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's one of, it's one of those. So you have got to make sure that you're not doing you're not doing the same as a coach.
0: And that takes us back then. Something you mentioned, right? That was surrounding yourself with the right people, like you say. I'm guessing it has a massive effect, especially on your energy and your mindset, and so much more. But it also puts you in good circles and good networks as well, where they can refer on from there.
1: Hundred percent. I mean, you've got. I mean. Well, I'm at, at the minute at Richardson Sport, and you know Wayne Wayne who I work with, he's got a very very good reputation with with elite athletes, and we, we work out of um, the National Taekwondo Centre. So we, we you know we're brushing we're brushing um, shoulders with with Olympians on a day in day out basis, and just being in that environment when you when you show people on on Instagram that that's where you are, people automatically get that that sense that you are the best thing since sliced bread because you have got photos with. You know papi cc say or you've got photos with it within that olympic environment um so you know and you know i mean going back to how i got to where i am now it was literally reaching out to wayne finding out a bit about him getting him on a podcast and you know if any fit pros that are struggling with networks what i would say is you know start yourself a podcast up and reach out to those that you feel is an authority figure within the Within the fitness industry, and just ask them to come on and, you know, can they spend, can they spare half an hour at a time? And then in return, what you will do for them is you'll give them the opportunity to promote an upcoming course they've got or promote them a little bit. Because through building up this relationship with Wayne now, I've been, in, I mean, I I'm went through a period where I had my own gym, accepted that my gym wasn't working. So I had, so I then reached out to him and thought, do you know what he's in a position where I want to be? Yeah. So I'm gonna. So I'm gonna ask him. You know, is there any opportunity to come in shadow? And eleven months later, you know, I'm, I've worked with international footballers. I've worked with international rugby players, helping players go from grassroots coaching to improving their acceleration, deceleration. Who are now progressing, and I've managed. I've actually been able to take my former clients who were basically training on a on a school field for example to now train in an elite environment and in terms of their mindset it creates that buy-in as well so it's knowing that you're in that right that right environment um because it's very very easy as a as a and and this is one thing i found at the beginning as as a fitness professional when you're just starting out is is going into that gym and thinking that that commercial gym is the be all end all because it really it's not now, if you want to go in and you want to work with fat loss clients and you know general public, it's a great setting. But if you want to work with elite athletes or you want to work with um, with more than an athlete, you've got to ensure that the environment that you're working with has the right people with you. Because as for me, working in the commercial gym, I had other other PTs that were on the phone all the time, walking on the hands in the pockets didn't have the same values and beliefs as myself so I had to get away from that environment because it was really really driving me up the wall and it just because you sort of you judged on the people that you're that you're with so being with someone like Wayne now and being around um elite athletes all the time people look at you and think he's associated with elite athletes so he must be good yeah. so and, and like I say
0: the, the broadcast what you do massively stands out even more then as well.
1: 100% 100% because it just could be a case of so going back to what I did with Tom with um going and doing one of his courses you, you know I went on on his course enjoyed it so the first thing I'm going to do is go onto social media just a quick thanks to Tom for you know having us on the Olympic weightlifting workshop really enjoyed it and from and from him giving me that free session he's gained two two new um learners because yeah. I've Referred on, and it's it's one of those roundabouts again. You know, going back to it's not who you know is what you know, and especially in sport, it's a huge thing in sport because you know once you've been at a football club, you 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 know you you want you're you're not you're you are bigger than your than the than the crest that you wear on your on your on your on your on your on your, uh, on your chest. And while it's great working with um with sports clubs, again, you've got to make sure that that your beliefs and your values are aligned because more often than not. Um, within a sports, within a professional sports club, they're completely opposite. So. Nice.
0: Nice. Okay. So to kind of finish off nicely now, then, is there anything you think we've missed when it comes to networking and how we should be networking and what networking is?
1: So first and foremost, know your self worth. So know know what it is that you bring to the table. Because if you don't know what you bring to the table, you're just gonna you're gonna end up giving out a confused message. And this is something I've done a lot. Um, in the past, very, 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 and it's and it's had a and it's kicked me up the bum a bit. So, if you've got a clothing business, you've got a um, an online coaching business, and you've got a face to face business, separate them because you need to know you, you, again, you need to know how your audience are going to get to you. Um, so if you're going on a you know face to face PT, um, business page, for example, and you're advertising your clothing range, people are going to be like. Is he a coach, or is he a clo- or is he, or is he a clothing, uh, or is he a clothing entrepreneur? Because once you've got that client into your business, that's when you can then start to upsell with the, with your clothing or um, on that side of it. Um, so do, try not to confuse your audience on that side, and know what your skill set is as well. You know, and try and make yourself feel uncomfortable a bit, a little bit, because let's face it, reaching out to these people who you feel are an authority figure is very, very daunting, but once you speak to these people, it's very rewarding. At the same time, and you know, again going back to podcasts and Facebook lives, I've reached out to people I used to watch playing football as as, as a kid. You know, I've got their autographs in 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 my in a, in a drawer somewhere, and just by reaching out to these people and you know, telling them a bit about yourself and what about myself and what I want to do, I've had the privilege to work with these people and still speak to them on a daily basis because i was willing to make myself uncomfortable and because i knew what i wanted um and you know know your self-value never never devalue yourself and if somebody looks at you and thinks well do you know what you, you you're not actually that good at this or you're not good at that you need to get rid of that person from your network because they, they, they're not worth your time and the, and the more time you spend wanting to please other people the more the longer it's going to take for you to get where you want to be because your confidence is going to take a huge knock. Um, with that, and sometimes it might mean only having like a couple of hundred followers on Instagram or on Facebook, but it's better to have a couple of hundred followers on Instagram and Facebook that are the right fit for you than having any random, any random that's going to come in there and knock you down. So
0: nice nice and it's strange like a lot of people will think of networking as just building connections and getting to know people but you've you've outlined that and explained it in such unique way that it's more than just adding people as a friend there is so much that goes into creating a great networking strategy Chris so for anybody that's watching this then who maybe wants to get a football team or wants to know a little (laughs) bit more about what it is you do and stuff how can people reach out and have a chat with you then
1: yeah no problem so um First thing they can do is uh, they go on LinkedIn, fo- follow me, Chris, on a, on LinkedIn, um, on a H-O-N-O-R. More than happy to connect on there. Um, if you're on Facebook, um, on athletic on Facebook, feel free to reach out on there. And um, yeah, and in terms of, if you want to get a football team, um, make sure it's the right club for you. Um, do do your research. If it's a parent that's watching it for their, for their five-year-old, make sure it's the club that's charter standard Make sure that that um, that they have the right values and beliefs as as, as you have, and if you're an older athlete, um, sixteen to eighteen, and you've just been released by a club, um, don't necessarily go down the football agent route because it's not an it's not an important thing. Uh, again, make sure you've got the right people fighting your corner. Um, showcase what it is that you do. Um, create a video highlights reel, and again, this is something that uh, for personal trainers, if you've got if you video your, and I know I said earlier about um, having um, your phones on you is is a really bad thing. But if you're, if you've got your phone on you um, as a PT, make sure you visually make sure that you are videoing your athletes or your clients and giving them feedback and then use that as a case study to then highlight what it is that you do and highlight your findings on that client. So for squat, for example, if you, if you're, video in your client's side on and you can see that they've got butt wink talk about butt wink and use that as a as a selling point because people will want to find out a little bit more the more you talk about it.
0: Chris, I appreciate your time today. Thank you for coming on. Uh hope Pleasure to to you will be back on in a couple of months time and you can explain network in even more greater detail further down the line and we can see how far you progress with some of your uh, athletes as well.
1: But Chris I appreciate you coming on and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much for having me on, David. Much, much appreciate it. Thanks very much.
0: No worries. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Cheers, bye. Bye for now.